the man behind the hustling grind. This is pride, courage, determination, and perseverance. Welcome to No Lucks Given. And welcome back to the No Lucks Given podcast. My name is Dana Keith. I got my co-host in the building. Yo, it's Brother Luck. What's brother happening? Luck, and we got a special guest, a return special, three-time return special oh, you gotta, guest. You gotta do it right. The the Psalm, Psalm with the mostest. With the mostest. The hostess. The hostess who's with the- always popping the bottles. <laughs> this is the man who you don't dare bet hey. in anything revolving around golf, around bowling, hey, especially it, around drinking. Look, yeah, yeah. I I, I should have won that bet. I was just shaking a little bit. This, this is the guy who's gonna tell you how far how far away the actual cow was from where this wine grape was harvested. Right, right, right. right. There was a cow giving birth 30 yards away from this grape. I can cow smell it. Cow number 132. We got we to gotta welcome the one, the only Steve Kander, <laughs> Steve Sauce in the building. Ooh, welcome to the podcast, Sauce. Welcome, baby. How you feeling? Doing good, man. Doing great. Welcome back to the podcast. Absolutely. This is No Looks Given, episode, I believe, 29, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we just want to take a moment and say thank you to all of our supporters, anybody listening through the lives, IG Live, Facebook Live, Spotify, and also Apple um, Podcasts is yep. one of the big ones. So if you man. like the video versions, we're on YouTube, that's Chef Brother YouTube, and we also got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Chef Brother If you want to support and show love, that's what you do. But thanks for being here. We got a great episode today. And uh, we're pretty excited. We already got, you know what I'm saying, the festivities <laughs> beginning. And uh, I'm just going to make a confession, y'all. I got a broke finger. We're a little bit behind because I cut myself like a like a fool. Uh, y'all know I don't belong. My mise en place isn't really that good in the kitchen, so I, I need to work on it. But Lesson um, learned. Do not give Dana knives that are sharp. Right. And then you, don't give me knives when I need a scissor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God. Like, I really cut myself. I feel crazy about it. But it we're going to move on. How y'all doing this week? Brother Luck, checking in with you. What's going on? On, bro you know what i'm doing good man we we've been helping some beautiful people uh i'm, I'm sure anybody's been following the story uh we've been helping tony for you know last couple of weeks and uh we had a we had an amazing conversation with him today about his business yep. about his ideas about his role um you know into ownership to ownership you know i wanted to really get that into his head today is that you're not a cook anymore right. you're not a chef anymore you're, right. you're an owner you're an owner you know you own a food truck so embrace that role because you're going to be doing a lot of, of right. things way more than cooking. Right, right, right. So it's exciting. A lot, a lot of steps to go go through, but we're just going to chip away at them one at a time. There's no rush. And you know what's cool about that is that we had a podcast where we spoke about the whole Charlie situation. And one of the most important things that you said was the next step is mentorship. Yeah. And getting him into uh, the actual business structure. And I want to take a moment and, uh, you know, give you your flowers and thank you for taking him under your wing because you know you do that all the time but this is another venture that one you didn't have to do but i appreciate you you know being willing to do that for somebody like like tony who you know with all things being said like like he needs it you know what i mean absolutely we all need it you know and and here's the thing like I've worked with Steve Kander for 15, 16 years, right? I consider Steve a mentor, right? He's yeah. given me a lot of game. Right. He's given me a lot of knowledge, whether it's about the restaurant industry or it's about, you know, drinking wine and, and, and pairing things or as my food started to grow. We, we've learned together, but 
you know, mentorship comes from so many places. Yeah, right. right. Right back at you. You've been mentor for me as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I said that to Tony on the way, uh, dropping him off at the house was like, you know, br- br- the same way that you're going through this process with Brother Bloodluck's been that mentor for me for a long time. So, you know, I was just trying to tell him that no matter what he thinks of himself, like, Bro, you you don't have to hold that those walls up around us. Yeah, yeah. like like we're not the people that you have. We to don't do that want with. anything from you, and I, I wanted to make sure he understood that from yeah. the very jump. Like, yeah. I don't need anything from you. I don't want anything from you except right. to see you do well. Right. But the only thing we want is for your best success, mm-hmm. and like any way that we can facilitate and help that, like that's what we're here for. And shout out Tony for actually coming through because that's a big step. It was is is a is the first step. Yeah, he sent me he sent me a text on Sunday and he was like, you know, I'm just nervous, I'm scared, there's a lot of things on the line. And I responded back and I was like, Man, I am scared every day running my businesses. Right. But this is why I keep great people like yourself, like Steve Kander, around me. Yeah. To 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 give me confidence, to give me, you know, support, to to give me direction and, right. and make sure that I'm not slipping. Right. Right. But I, I keep good people around me and I, I wanted I wanted to make sure that he knew that. Yes, is, yes. Is I, that such an important part? It's very important that he knows that like this is a safety net. Like, bro, like you don't have you don't have to to worry about what you worry about on the outside world in here. Like this is your home just as much as it's my home. Absolutely. And I wanted him to know that. And like he was here. Obviously, for people who don't know, this is Tony and he has a food truck with Tony's um, Nacho Tacos. And um, like I said, from the last podcast, we spoke about mentorship and that came to fruition. Absolutely. I want to make sure we highlight that because literally that's what we spoke about. And then the next week, what happens, brother? They asked for you to mentor him. It's crazy. I mean, it just, it was meant to be. But, you know, before we keep so, going into yeah, this, I, I yeah, got to give two shout outs. I got to give my shout out. Thank you, brother. Luck. Absolutely. I appreciate man. that. You, you know, we don't, we don't do it for thanks. We just do it. But I want to thank you. Absolutely. For real. For real. I got I to gotta give a two shout outs because I just caught something on the podcast. We got, we got Leo joining us from India. Die! What's he, up, family? He said, he said, "I love you guys, man. Appreciate you. You guys are great." Dang, we and then we got love. a shout out. We got another shout out from Switzerland. Ooh. I'm just saying, we're international, baby. <laughs> hey, I, I did want to mention, and I feel so bad because I don't know the gentleman's name. I'd have to look up in the messengers. But we had some fan love. We got some fan love for No Looks Given. They actually broke up a podcast that we did, uh-huh. pulled out quotes that we said and made images. I'm going to show it to you today. I can't today, wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. I, awesome. I'll be honest with you. I love you. If you're listening, I, I still respect you, and I really appreciate that. But what you did was you planted a seed in me, and I'm going to execute upon that same thing, but do it my yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Dining with Dallas joining us from Texas, man. I, I love how global this this reaches, and, and it's all over the world. And when Dana and I first started these conversations, I in was the like— basement. In the basement. I was like— no one ever is going to want to listen to this. So it, it trips me out that, you know, it's, it's growing. There's there's some great content. We've helped a lot of people. And y'all are and, supporting, uh, so thank you. Yeah, but at, at the end of the day, you know, we're here to talk about entrepreneurship. We're here to talk about the struggles and, and the, the journey of learning and growing and making things happen. So right. today we're going to be talking about wine. Right, right, right. right. We started wine, this, wine part two, baby. Yeah, we started this conversation last week. So if you were with us last week, we got into this whole discussion about wine. I tried to drop my own little wine 
buying knowledge. Nuggets. I did. You know, I've learned a little something. You held something. your weight, bro. You uh, held yo, your I, weight. I was kind of impressed, you know? Yeah. And uh, then I said, you know what? Let me hit Steve up because I think Steve is the man to actually talk to. You know what? You inspired me. Steve, you're going to trip out on this. So Tina and I have decided... We're gonna go. We're gonna go get our our levels. Oh, nice. We're gonna start. Nice, nice, we're nice. gonna do it together. Like it's it. gonna be a couple thing. I like it. We're gonna start with level one. All right. And, All right. and you know we are gonna grow into it. So I'm yeah. trying to get a level two. I'm trying. All right. I, I think I got I like a. It. I got potential. All right. I can handle myself on the service. Like Let me get my you. pores right. You'd be yeah. dangerous with the level two. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're level three, right? Is that fair to say? I've got a lot of certifications. Sauce is a master. Let's master just, level let's three because master's five and then you're level three. Is that right? <laughs> master's four. I, I got some certifications. So you're right under a master. Is Sauce that, is no, the boss. No. Tell us, how many, how, like what level are you really? Well, I guess, you know, there's there's different levels and different certifications. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you talk about a level three psalm, that's level three through the court. And that's some pretty serious stuff. Yeah, there. and that's and the I, court of master psalm. I'm not there yet. But, uh, and I think I'm pretty much done because I'm in the twilight of my career. Let me go. But I just took a sommelier exam about a month and a half ago. I'm waiting for my, for my results. And yeah. it, was, it was pretty serious. And, and I got some pretty solid knowledge. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a, a true level three in the court, but I've got some pretty good knowledge. Let's just, well, uh, just leave here, it right there. Here, here's a good part. So we talked about this last week. So, like, yeah. you know, when we talk about levels, uh, so in the culinary world, right, I don't, I don't know how much play this gets anymore, but, like, we have the American Culinary Federation, the Chef Federation, and you can become a, a certified sous chef, a certified chef de cuisine, a certified executive chef, or a certified master chef. Yeah. So I'm a certified executive chef. I've gone through the testing. I've passed all my stuff. I got my credentials. But I have no desire to try to be a certified uh-huh. master chef. Like, right. that is such a extensive commitment and test right. that mm-hmm. you have. I mean, people train for years to take on that exam. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the master court, like a level three and a master psalm. Yeah. That's some hard. Uh, if y'all have never watched Psalm in the bottle or, or Psalm on yeah, Hulu, yeah. maybe watch it because that is yeah. it's impressive what these guys can do, yeah. and and, it, and it, women. It, and it costs a ton of money because you have to drink some really expensive wines to figure all that stuff out. So. Mm, I, I mean, I'm all about that life. Research about that. That's, that's research and development <laughs> right gotta, there, baby. Work at some place that's got that stuff. I need some yeah. friends. Sneak it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I got I got a question for you because like for the average person at home, you know they they're not the master or the executive chef and and like I always speak for like the everyday person. So like like what do we have on the table? What kind of like tips do you have for people? You know, and and this is for me because last time I was amazed. Brother Luck told me in a in a um wine or even like a liquor store, the regions are above the the wines. That's correct. I didn't Usually. know that. I had no clue. You just gotta look up. Once look in a while. up. Look up. All right. All right. All right. So, like, what would you give? Like a recommendation, I guess, is what I would say. Is like, you know, for starter people, you know, I'm not. A, I'm definitely not no level three master black belt in winery. You know what <laughs> he I said mean? Master black belt. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I want to taste some good wines. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. what would you tell somebody like me? Yeah, I'm showing up at a karate gi to our next wine tasting. Yeah, nice. I like it. <laughs> Both of us matching. Hey, Ch- Chico said Dana needs a spork. Yeah. <laughs> a spork. Uh, you know, it's um, as far as wine buying goes. Uh, the That's best, what I want to uh, know. Wine uh, buying. How, how can you help me? The best thing to do is, is you stay off the bottom shelf. Okay. You know, the bottom shelf is an inexpensive shelf. You know, mm-hmm. you, can, you can get those everyday wines, you can drink them, they're good. But if you really want to expand your palate, you got to step up to the middle or the top. 
Okay. Yeah. And and the middle shelf is really it's it's common ground. It's it's a good place to stay. Yeah, there, ten twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, ten that's to twenty. That's yeah, what I recommend. That's a I good recommend price point. A fifteen dollar bottle of wine is usually a pretty good bottle of wine. Really, twenty is pretty dynamic. If, if somebody's gonna charge you twenty dollars for their bottle of wine, it's usually pretty good. But you know, you look for those little shelf talkers. You know, little shelf talkers people that, put I up. I told you. I told yeah. you. They and, and if somebody a cares. Good a, somebody, rep. somebody a good rep. Yeah, somebody cares about their wine. Will put up shelf talkers for you, and it tells you a little bit about the wine. That's if, perfect. If the wine got a score from somebody important, then that little score's on there, and and, and if. Anything ninety and above is usually pretty good wine. So you <laughs> see, you see, see? You see ninety five. You got the expert in the building. You see ninety nine, ninety nine. That's a pretty good wine, but that ninety nine yeah. point wine is going to cost you some dollars. And yeah, what I yeah. recommend, I, I recommend you stay in the fifteen to thirty dollar range. Okay, you know, and, and and select those and 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 start maybe California and then start to expand that throughout the world. Absolutely. And, and sometimes you know it's kind of cool if you've got a few people coming over, or maybe it's just you. But open a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc from California and open one from New Zealand and try them side by side. And oh, see the that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea of tasting mm-hmm. one grape yeah. from different regions. Absolutely. Because I didn't know that changes. Yeah. I didn't know that Cabernet Sauvignon or whatever is a grape. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't get, Hello, I didn't know Pinot that. Noir. I didn't yeah. understand that Chardonnay. until like probably yeah. last week. These brother. are all types yeah. of grapes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't understand that. So that's a really cool way to figure things out. Yeah, especially when trying to figure out old world, new world, or different regions, and and how that it's the same grape, but they just put it in a different region of the world, and because of that soil and that climate there, it's going to change the flavor, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, and I and I remember going through culinary school when we went through our first wine program in culinary school. The the way they presented wine, the very first initial was the big six. Here's yeah. your here's your big three white. Here's your big three red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a Riesling, a Sauv Blanc, and a Chardonnay. Chardonnay, right? And then you had a Pinot Noir, a Merlot, and a Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, correct. And that was your that was your big six. So mm-hmm. I started there when I started drinking wine. I mm-hmm. just started kind of working my way through those six six grapes, six and then grapes. you go different regions within yes. that grape, and then you get bored. Well, no, not <laughs> you. Don't get bored. You that, don't get bored. But you gotta say that's but you, then you get excited because then you start right. to understand those. You understand right. the differences, and, and then and then you go, well, what next? What next? What, what do next? I like? Mm-hmm. And you know what I used to do when I'm studying? It's like if I'm studying a region, like if I'm studying Chianti or yeah. you know Tuscany. Yeah, I'll go grab a bottle. I used to grab a bottle of uh, Chianti from the store or whatever, and I crack that and I will sip on that while I'm mm-hmm. studying. It kind of takes me to the place. Ooh. So when you're studying about Transport. the soils or the climate or just the people or just the place, and you sip on that wine, it kind of takes you to that place. Yeah. So we were talking about blind tasting. When you're talking about blind tasting, which we want to do by the end of the episode, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about blind tasting? That's what you kind of do. You kind of break it down. You try to figure out the grape first, and you try to figure out the region. And by by studying and ta- and training your palate, you can kind of figure those things out. Mm. That's crazy because we were talking about how yeah. he does it last week. So let's let's take a step back, okay? Because last week we had a great episode, and it really um, came to life out of the trip that you guys took. So I want to take a second and take a step back, and let's speak about the trip from your eye sauce, yeah. and we can kind of go back and forth from, like, what did you love <laughs> about it, what, what, what was, like, unique, and then yeah. how was your time, you know what I mean? Kind of well, speak on that. The funniest thing about the, the trip and, and, and bringing it back to today is is Austin, we sat down, Austin Hope sat down with us for two and a half hours, this is super awesome, amazing. 
But he was talking to us about he's doing these podcasts and these classes, and he kept touching his face, and they told him not to. So I'm touching my face. I'm going, I'm doing the same thing Austin was doing. <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah, right now you're thinking about like that. Touch Don't touch your face. Keep your hands down. Man. <laughs> we all relax. <laughs> but well, Austin was really down to earth, wasn't he? It was so good. So we, we, uh, we started. We flew in Friday. It was a quick trip. Uh, we went to Tablas Creek. We met Jason Haas, who's the owner of uh, Tablas Creek. He's one of the... Uh, uh, as the son of the original owner, and the Perrin family came over from France uh, with uh, Jason's dad, and they started Tablas Creek, which is uh, like grown varietals in, mm. in Paso. And Paso's um, a great uh, climate and great region for grown varietals. So he walked us through. It was really yeah. cool. Walked us through, walked us into the I vineyard. Get, I get why I like that yeah, region yeah, of wine yeah, now. Yeah. And it's because it is so Rhone Valley-ish. Absolutely. Rhone is, the Rhone region is really hot. Uh, and the grapes that, that thrive there like those hot conditions and Paso's kind of the same climate. So, mm. but walked us into the fields and then we got to taste uh, Syrah grapes. And then, mm-hmm. and then we walked across the, the way there. Some we Mouvedras. Grenache and then Mouvedra. And the Mouvedra wasn't quite ripe, so you could taste there was more acidity in that mm-hmm. grape. The other ones were already ripe and already picked. Yeah. And so you could taste the sugars in there. So it really kind of taught you that that acid turns into that sugar. And mm-hmm. if it's not ripe, it's still acidic like that. So it was really kind of a what, One of my favorites was yeah. to see uh, how the soil has so much fossils yeah. And that was a the, big the factor limestone. is that yeah. all that limestone yeah, yeah. contributed to the to the way the grapes grow. So I thought that was a, a well, Jason, amazing piece. Jason took us right behind the winery there and showed us the levels of limestone. Let us hold it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's and, cool. And yeah. You're feeling like you're thinking it's going to be this really heavy rock, but it feels like a sponge. And then he showed us, he poured water on it and it soaked right in there. Wow. So he was explaining yeah. how the limestone holds the water. Because so they dry really farm. Can, yeah. So yeah. They don't, they don't irrigate there. Yeah. So he was explaining all this. So it was really brilliant. To, to learn all that stuff there was awesome enjoyed it and then and that was day one <laughs> that was right. day one <laughs> right right but then we sat down and we sat down on the on the patio out there and they they really they rolled out the red carpet for us they Absolutely. really took great care of us and we got to taste through all the varietals and all the wines and he brought a special dessert wine mm-hmm. yeah he brought out um uh, a late harvest was it Rusan? Yeah, the Roussan's good. Roussan. That's the one we took. Yeah, home. we all we all bought a bottle of that and took it home. Yeah, that's gonna sit on that the shelf for really about 10, 20 years. Awesome dessert wine from there, and it was amazing. And then, and then we got to go to the really cool beach house. That was oh like, my goodness, <laughs> beach house was dope. Bro said that was his favorite part. I got a question for <laughs> yeah, you. Like, yeah. what was like your favorite part, or what? What was like anything that you may have learned on your your experience there? Well, like I say, definitely you learn about why that region is so good for those varietals. Uh, the soil, uh, and there's a little strip there through Paso that has that limestone that doesn't happen anywhere else. Mm. And really, like in California, there's like this one little strip that comes down there. Right. So that limestone is really important for uh, adding pH to the wine and holding. Uh, limestone is really good for grapes. If you see most of the great wine regions of the world, they have limestone underneath them. Uh, but learning the way they dry farm there and the fact that they don't have to irrigate, uh, once the vine takes hold, even with that little bit of rain there, I think you got, I think it was like 25 inches of rain a year, which isn't very much. But once the vines take hold there, they, they, can, they can go forever. It's really cool. It's and and they, do, they do a lot of more than sustainability there. It's, it's biodynamic. They have sheep. Uh, and they take the sheep and they, they have them in pastures in the summertime, but then they move them into the, into the uh, vineyards in the fall. Mm-hmm. And after they harvest and they let the sheep in there and eat the cover crop, they eat the grapes out of the, 
the grapes that are left and then they turn that into manure for you so it's it's really it's really biodynamic they they don't do um uh pesticides or fertilizers or anything like wow. that it's, it's it's really cool it's really gives you a different there. appreciation and, and they and they they have a ton of solar panels there too, right? So oh yeah, they're, yeah. They're almost a hundred percent solar. At, That's crazy. Tiles Creek is is pretty amazing. So amazing to see. Yeah. All right, what about Austin Hope? I know that was a special moment for you. You know, talk about meeting Austin and then like some of the things that you took away from that experience. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of Austin Hope. Because I heard you was geeking out. <laughs> <laughs> of course I am, man. It's, that's that's my that's my life. I, I drink wine for a living, you know, and I, I pair wine with food and I sell wine in the daytime. Where was that? Where was that at on career day, by the way? <laughs> for real, I don't Liar. remember that. Ain't I don't remember tell that you booth in high drink, school. Drink wine for a living, like who look, sold kids, us this dream? Look, kids, you can be a professional wine drinker, yeah. and it's not called a wine Absolutely. And, you, and when you're at your job, you can have a glass of wine in your hand all the time. Nobody can say nothing to you because it's it. your job. It's awesome. Research and development. <laughs> Uh, but meeting Austin was really cool because I didn't know if he was going to be able to come out and have time with us. Uh, the staff kept telling us, well, Austin's kind of busy. And it was, it's harvest. And they're having a big harvest festival there. So mm-hmm. they were all really busy. And then uh, we sat there. They sent us a really nice table. And we're inside the, the winery there. And then I see I see Austin Hope walking across the floor. And, and then I stood up. I go, oh, my God, that's Austin Hope. That's cool. And I thought he was going to come over and spend about five minutes and then say hello to us and move on. But he sat down and he told us some great stories, didn't no, he? No, it's absolutely real recognizes yeah. real. That's yeah. dope. And I, yeah, I think yeah. that that's exactly what that was. He's a real person. Yeah. He's an amazing farmer. And uh, you know, that was a big that was a big moment. So I think that was uh it was great to build that relationship, but also to to get to know him as a person. Yeah. Uh, we got a question real quick because we answered it last week, and I know if she wasn't, if they weren't here on last week, they don't know the, the answer. But have you ever, guys, have you both ever tried to make your own wine? No, oh, leave that to the experts, man. No, no, no. So hold on. So, so I want to, I want to share something because we had this question last week. Yeah. We answered this. We no, we've yeah. never made wine yet, but yeah. I had somebody reach out. That was like, man, you guys need a vintage. <laughs> so I think there's some opportunity for us to actually. Be like involved in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah, think we'll we go, can get we'll involved in the process. Yeah, we'll go hook up with somebody. Let them make the wine yeah, for us. Right, we'll it'll be a, a partnership. It. Absolutely. I, I think that would be great. Yeah. They call that a joint venture. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, if you think about making wine, have we ever made wine? Well, if you think about it, it's like those people have been doing that for decades. Right. And some of them hundreds of years has been the family. So their 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 grandfathers take them into the fields, their fathers take them in there and they teach them the winemaking. That's expert. You know, that's expert. And that's what I, I get to enjoy is all that expertness. Right. And I'd it, love to have a Brother Luck sauce collaboration. Yeah, I think that'd be, cool. be a good wine. Yeah. I think that'd be a good wine. Yeah, we and then, get so many and then to us. be able to yeah. pair that with us, uh, something yeah, that you guys absolutely. cook at an event, that'd, yeah, be, that'd be super cool. dope. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I bet we get a winery to do that for us. No, I I, I, yeah. I think we got a couple. Like it's it's, a, it's in it would the works. Take, it would take us 20, 30 years to get really good at making wine. Right. I don't know if I have that much time left. So, <laughs> Sauce, you got plenty of time, baby. You looking real good, man. You looking real good. Yeah, you know I'm going to outlive both of you guys. Yeah, yeah. You I, probably, when I grow up, I want to be like Sauce. Look, the way I'm I want to be a professional wine drinker. <laughs> the way I'm acting, I don't know how much longer I got. <laughs> <laughs> <Too sorry. laughs> 
<laughs> All right, what else we got, man? What let's talk wine. What else? Yeah, so I, I think we get into what you know. One of the reasons I wanted Steve to get here is originally we were going to do a blind tasting, and, and I think that's a completely different conversation. But we, we not, actually, are we not going to do it? No, no, no. We're we're actually. Can we, we do it at the end? Just like maybe two, <laughs> like where you go downstairs, because this is this is the problem we're having, guys. Is that Sauce actually ordered all the wine in this room? He knows all the wine in so this room. So he knows every single one. And downstairs, so like, they think I would cheat. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 we have we have we have some big events coming up this weekend, yeah. uh, and one of them is this very special wine dinner that we're hosting for uh, a nonprofit organization. These are some of their donors, and their donors have actually gone into the cellar and picked some bottles for this dinner. Mike, so I wrote a menu last it. night. And this is this this cellar, by the way. This is Mike Bell cellar. Mike Bell. Let's, let's shout out to Mike Bell. Yes, because he he donates wine for this uh, charity a, a lot. And he usually selects some amazing wines, but I had the privilege of going to his house and enjoying his cellar. And, really, and, I'm gonna have Steve I, share his yeah, video because I felt embarrassed by my cellar after and, seeing Mike's. Just really, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and Steve's got a phenomenal and y'all cellar. Y'all should see Steve's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Steve's joint. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got some great wines uh, that are coming up for this this event on Friday. I wrote this menu last Cheers. night, Cheers. but when I wrote this menu, I, I I literally put in the email. I said, you know, I don't know what the wines are yet. So is there any way we can taste them so we can really ensure that this dinner is going to be phenomenal? Got to make sure I drink so it's not bad luck. But, <laughs> you know, that was one it's of the... very good. Oh, I love the acidity in that. Yeah. That is so good. It's like a um, light, nice... Like, look at me being descriptive over know, here. Right? Yes, yeah. Go. A yeah. light, nice, yeah. like, crisp wine. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Is it old world, new world? It's probably a uh, new world. Yeah, fifty fifty. I, I, ju- I just said that just because <laughs> black or red. <laughs> Put it all on red today. Put it all on black. <laughs> but you know, we we got this. We got this really cool dinner. So uh, what we're actually going to be doing is oh, we're actually tasting funny. these wines, and we're going to be talking about the dishes that I wrote because I'm going to be tweaking these dishes as we're tasting. Yeah. yeah. Because. The, the winemaker puts so much time, right? You're talking to 2013. And just so y'all know, if y'all on IG um, or interacting, if y'all got questions, ask them. We want to answer the questions. This is where the engagement begins. It becomes fun. So go ahead, Yeah, so, so, yeah, definitely engage with us. Ask questions <clears throat> while we're doing this. But, you know, this is because we want to pull off an amazing dinner. So we're going to be doing this dinner up here in the studio. We got this mm-hmm. amazing group coming in. And we need to taste the wines to make sure that these dishes make sense. So... We've got a five-course dinner. How many wines are we tasting today? Three? We taste four. Four? We taste four today. So we're tasting four wines that were picked for this dinner. So my job and Steve's job is to taste these wines and make sure we modify the dishes to showcase these wines in their best form, right? Correct. There is years and years that are put into, into this bottle, right? This is a 2013. So you're talking- This is 2018. But we have a- Yeah, yeah, that one's- So- you know, you've got years, and, and yeah. I can't change what's in that bottle, but I can change what's on the plate. Right, absolutely. So that's why we're starting with that part. So when you're getting into food and wine pairing, I think there's a couple things to, to think about first. One, like Steve said earlier, when he's studying Tuscany, he's drinking a Chianti, right, to take him and transport him. If, if you're, I had a phenomenal Italian dinner last night um, with some friends. and or Where two, at? two nights ago uh, uh, at the Broadmoor at Delago. Oh, dope. It was really good. And... Um, we had to have some Chianti because we were eating some beautiful pastas, yeah, some fresh absolutely. pastas and bolognese. And so, you that's know, the that's the second time you've done it. I'm just going to warn you because <laughs> just because we're on camera, <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, I think when you're when you're thinking about wine pairings, that's another good place to start is write a dish or pair a dish based on the region of where the wine's from. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Pinot and pork, <laughs> pork and Pinot always works. But you know, if you're you're pairing Pinot from Oregon, now you're going to think of dishes that champagne that, and chicken, fried chicken or champagne. Yeah. Always works. See, I remember see? these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple more. I'm trying to see. You already wrote the rap, didn't yeah, you? But, but, no, I didn't. I didn't. I need. I'm just trying to remember. See, the cool thing is, it's, it's it's the crust on that fried chicken that pairs really well with the bubbles. All right, all right let's do this. Let's do this because this well. is yeah. my thing. Okay, yeah. like I'm a I'm a um I would say elementary like wine person mm-hmm. and the pairing is what like blows my mind so Absolutely. like for like the the person that's watching us that that wants to like get into what we're doing like what advice do you have because we kind of talk brother help me out with some rhymes yeah. and we try to make a freestyle yeah, like but like, like like it, what yeah. are some tips that you have with like pairing to give them an idea because brother said like you know um i don't know the names but when he was eating the pasta he had to go to Keontae. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't do that right. I mean, you put a little hood on it. Uh, like, uh, Keontae. Yes, Keontae. My girl Shaniqua and Keontae. <laughs> my, my point is, is help help the regular people like myself out with pairing. I think okay. that that's, yeah. there's yeah. such uh, an yeah. intrigue with yeah. pairing, but we don't know how. Yeah, well, the best thing that to, to realize is there's the three C's of pairing. Help us there, out. There's comparing flavors. So if you've got, if you're tasting a wine, you're building a flavor profile of that wine. And as you're tasting that, you taste some peach in that wine. You can put some peach on that dish and bring that together. That's comparing flavors. Mm-hmm. And then there's like contrasting flavors where if you've got this really nice sweet sauterne, it's got this beautiful honey and beautiful peach and this beautiful sweetness to it. And then you've got this pungent little blue cheese and this blue cheese is creamy and it's salty and it's pungent so that creaminess is going to balance with the acidity in the wine those are contrasting and then that salty punginess is going to is going to contrast with the sweetness of the wine but they're going to tame each other Mm. and they're going to come together and then they're going to they're going to blend together and they're going to they're going to blend that palate for you and it's going to be like the wine becomes a condiment for the food and the food becomes a condiment for the wine they become one absolutely And 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 then there's the dreaded clash because you can have this one is the third C, the third C, the third it. C in the clash, and you can have one flavor in your wine that that clashes with the food, or clashes with just an ingredient in the food, mm-hmm. and so you have to leave that ingredient out. And that's why I tell people when you're pairing at home, and you're going to k- cook chicken tonight, or or you're going to cook some nice fish tonight, so you go, grab, go, you go grab a bottle of Chardonnay, and then you lay out all your ingredients on the table, and then you open the wine first because number one, it's funner to cook. Or funner to cook while you're drinking. Absolutely. You pour yourself a glass. No knives, Dana. <laughs> no knives, no knives, Dana Keith. And number two, you taste all the ingredients with the wine and taste how they taste together. They, if they kind of hold match. on, back up, back up. Yeah. That's that's important. Yeah, yeah. Say that again yeah. for the people. What do yeah. you do? So you lay out your ingredients that you have your recipe, and you lay out your ingredients. You lay out your herbs and your maybe your lemon or whatever you're going to pair it with, and then you taste that with the wine. Wow. And as you taste it with the wine, does it match? Does it balance? Does it make you smile? Yeah. Or is it one of those things where you can't wait to get it out of your mouth? <laughs> if that yeah. happens, that's a clash and you leave that ingredient out of your dish. And then mm. you have a pretty good pairing. So most clashes don't go. That's like the most yeah. rare when you have a good clash. Is well, that the bottom of- line is what I'd really like to do for dinner one time is do like six courses and then the third course have a clash course. Mm. And we tell them it's a clash. Oh, yeah. That'd and be cool. And where everybody understands, wow, this is terrible. But then you understand how amazing it is when we pair wine with food. Because people come to our dinners, and they, they, it's it really is amazing. Mm-hmm. But to give them the opposite side to say that it's really not that easy, yeah. and there can be, you, right. you can ruin it as well. So take it, your time, build your flavor profile from the wine, try to build the dish around it. Taste ingredients with it. When brother and I are tasting a wine, 
usually we're tasting, uh, okay, we'd like this to go with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll go to the kitchen and he'll grab some mushrooms and then we'll taste it with the wine. Well, I, I think yeah. we do this as an example. I mean, we, yeah. we've had enough to acclimate our palates at this point. Yeah. So let's taste this wine and let's work through this wine. Yeah. And, and we got somebody showing love for helping Tony out. So, hey, yo. you know, shout out, shout out for Appreciate everybody. You, you know, and shout out to Nakia from the UK. Showing love, showing so, love. <laughs> international, That's baby. Dope. All right, so I got a question before we move on real quick. Yeah. Is there like a good clash? Because you said like when like the third course it would it would like clash. Is there ever a time where it's like a good clash? Clash is a clash. Clash is a clash is a like that's what it's gotta, it's meant for. Figure it out. Cla- okay. Cla- clash is clash is a bad thing. Really, you get a clash, it's not a good pairing. Ooh, mm-hmm. so you're saying yeah. the third one would be a clash and like yeah, I think a perfect example of that yeah. is when you think about dessert wines and you make your dessert too sweet. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it's sweeter than your actual wine, yeah. it's gonna clash. It's gonna be horrible. Because what happens is it's the sugar in the I just put yeah, something together. Yeah, yeah, the sugar in the dessert will <laughs> will balance check this out. The sugar in the dessert will balance the sugar in the wine, and then all that's left in this wine is the acidity. So once that balances, then that wine tastes sour. It's mm-hmm. no longer sweet. I've never put yeah. together that balance is the the two sides together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you have one thing acidic and then the other thing sweet. Yeah, Because sweet and acidic are yeah. on opposite sides. Yeah. All right, y'all. For everybody who is like me and just learned that, you know what I'm saying? Give me a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Welcome to Wine with uh, Brother Luck and Steve Kander. What kind of yeah. questions y'all got? Here we go. If you taste, so Hope Caviar, we love Hope Caviar. Shout out to y'all, though, because they make amazing, amazing caviar, harvest great yeah. caviar. Uh, she said, when you taste caviar with red wine and didn't add meat, like a steak, Correct. Yeah. you know, yeah. it, it can. The salinity would be too high, Absolutely. and that's going to that's throw off your palate. So yeah. I think that's a big piece. Yeah. But I, I, I say let's get into this wine, because I want to make sure we have. Let's do it. Let's do happy, it. We're happy with how this menu is going to work for Friday. We got to taste these wines. Yep. And uh, we've Earth. already started sipping on this. So, you know, I, I, one of my favorite parts, Steve, <laughs> and, I, and maybe you can walk us through the way a psalm tastes versus the way a chef tastes because I had to learn early in my career with tasting wine that I'm a chef. I'm not a sommelier. So I taste differently. My, my, my encyclopedia Thank of flavors, uh, my encyclopedia of flavors is completely different. So when I first started tasting wine, I tried to mimic him and, yeah. and the other Psalms I was around. I'd be yeah. like red fruit, white fruit, peach, peach, dried peach, peach, <laughs> peach that's rotten on the vine. Like I'm trying <laughs> So I've learned that I, I taste wine like a chef. Because Y'all sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> so to describe some I wine. think that's a big piece. So I, I'd love for you to kind of start off with, with how you're smelling the wine, and then we'll go into the nose, and then we'll get into the, the flavor profiles. Well, I, I think the best thing about when you and I taste wine, because I, I taste it like a chef too, because I spend a lot of time in the mm-hmm. kitchen, but that's what you really should taste it like. You should taste those flavors in the wine. And, and it comes from memory, and it comes from fruits that you've tasted. Mm, or, this was big you taste it or or flowers that you smell yeah. you what do you call what do you call that again you have a catalog in your brain yeah, yeah. of flavors and so, and so flavor profile the beautiful thing about brother and i and, and since we've done this for so long together is the fact that we know each other and we bounce things off each other so i'll smell something or taste something and he'll smell something or taste something and then that enhances my experience and then we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until we design a plate around it so yeah, that's absolutely a, that's basically how, how yeah. it gets done so this is gonna be really fun because i've already started writing dishes just because i what i thought on a Art flow in a sip i like that but yeah that's a, that was a great comment um but i i really want to make sure like 
these dishes make sense for what we're about to drink. So I'm probably going to change these dishes around yeah, based yeah, on yeah. what we're Let's what we're clarify, because you guys were going to have this meeting, and you guys have these meetings for dinners all the time. Absolutely. So this is kind of like we're integrating this because we talked about wine, and mm. they're doing a wine tasting for the dinner that's coming up. I think it's good to clarify that. Like, this is research and development. You know what I mean? You got both dogs, which is oh. cool. Yeah. <laughs> sauce, sauce dogs. They love it. <laughs> Uncle Sauce. Y'all they like, they like the before. attention. What does that mean? <laughs> all right, so. But here we go. We're going right, to so kind of dive into it. What are we tasting? It. What's this first wine? Okay. All right, first thing we got here. Oh, my bad. I already drank it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I drank There's more in there. That's all right. I'll, it's because your hand hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> this you, is you a gotta, numbing yeah. agent, y'all. I cut my fingertips. Today, y'all, y'all can y'all believe that? I'm Get us so a little more salty. in there, so you can go with us. All right, all right. When, you, when you smell this wine, if this is a, a the 2018 Schramsberg Blanc de Blanc uh, from Napa. Um, and when you smell this wine, you get that beautiful. It's it's 100. percent Lucy uh, Blanc de Blanc. They, they, they showing love to Lucy. Uh, Blanc de Blanc means white from white. So this is a white wine made from white grapes, which is Chardonnay. Uh, so when you smell this, you get that beautiful pear, you get the apple. It's like, for me, it's a Granny Smith apple. And then right behind mm, that. I can smell the Granny yeah, Smith apple. It's not a sweet apple. It's a sour apple. And then right behind that, you get that autolysis, that uh, that yeastiness, that breadiness in there. I don't get that the, yet. You but get that, that beautiful yeast. I got that, the apple. You get the yeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a breadiness to it. But that's because it's been aged on leads and uh, the, the leads are in the bottle. If you mm-hmm. if you get a really good sparkling wine, you should smell that. That's and that's, I think it's a, a classic for this wine. A big piece too is also you know when you're smelling, open your mouth. Oh my god! That's because you're gonna get you're gonna get more oxygen going onto your. I palate. feel like I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> trying to breathe open it. I mean, it, it, Steve, and Steve's right. You're getting a lot of that yeastiness on here. Yeah. You know, the the smell of, of of bread as it's rising. I think that's yeah. a great way of, yeah, exactly. of, of what yeah. he's talking about. Have, hey, everybody at home, try to try to smell with your mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling. It's just slightly open. Just like just crack your lips a little bit. So you're breathing a little bit of air into your mouth as you breathe into your nose. <laughs> I love that. Not, That's the complicated part. <laughs> you're not. You're not going to drown. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, just get that dried flowers on there too. Get some like dried herbaceous flowers. I love that almost English style. That's what yeah, we got on like, the comments. It's almost like it's almost like a lemon thyme flower. And and a great trick too. One of my favorite things uh, when you're when you're trying to smell a wine is actually put your hand over the top of the glass and swirl the wine. It'll build up the aromas in the actual wine glass. So when you go back to smell it, it's going to be a little bit more pronounced. But your first mm. smells are always going to be the ones that are the most triggering, right? If you're picking yeah. up that green apple, you're picking up that lemon, right? To me, that's lemon peel. I get yeah. a lot of that that white peel in the in the lemon. Um, that green apple is, is big. That 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 baking bread, the the rising of bread that stands out. Um, there's some there's some really good stuff in here. So uh, when when you get to the palate, I thought was amazing was the acidity. It's yeah. so bright. All right, so let's yeah. talk through this. Now that I've this is my third glass of wine, I know the flavor of this one. <laughs> what would you pair this with? Like, what comes to your mind? Like, uh, okay, I when I taste it, like I think it's more of on the acidic side. Is mm-hmm. my my thought mm-hmm. process? So it probably yeah. needs something sweet to balance. Is that kind of the thought? Am well, I going well, good? The, the best thing with acidity is creams, cheeses, and fats. Mm-hmm. 
Creams, cheeses, and fats go good with it. With the acidity. Or also you can do a lot of seafood with this acidity because you can use that acidity as like uh, putting lemon on top of your seafood. Using the wine as the lemon. Or you can think about that. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of, when you taste it, you get that lemony, that nice acidity. Yeah. That can be your... That can be your lemon across the top of your fish without putting lemon on your fish. Mm-hmm. Or, or and you that's can, where he gets yeah. into the the compliment, right? Yeah, the, com- the compliment. It's a it's yeah. accoutrement, right? Exactly. It's so any yeah. anything that lemon goes good with, yeah, is what you could pair that wine with. Exactly. Mm. And or also you can use the contrasting part of this thing where the acidity is really searing; it's making you salivate. And uh-huh. So we can use cream or cheese or fat here, which is going to coat your mouth. And then that acidity is going to cut through that and balance it. And then they kind of balance each other and kind of marry in your mouth. So, mm, that's so, so here's the dish. So here's a this question, is, this here's is a question too. What, what vintage is this? It's the 2018 on the Schramsberg Blanc de Blanc. All right. Go ahead, brother. So so I, I originally wrote, uh, I was going to do a parsnip soup with like either some shrimp or some crawfish uh, sauteed up in like a ginger butter. Mm-hmm. So I like that. The seafood element already works, right? Because yeah, this yeah. has so much acidity. It has mm-hmm. so much brightness. Now, the cool part is now when I'm looking at this parsnip bisque, I know the importance of how much cream yeah. and fat I need in that soup yeah. because that's going to coat the palate yeah. and allow this sourness mm. to be muted slightly so you yeah. get a lot more flavor profile. Yeah. So I actually like the seafood with the parsnip yeah. and, mm. and the ginger, I think, is going to complement it. Can I say something? So. This is the first time. It's connected. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. And this it's is recorded. the first yeah. time. Well, this is the first time you really sat down with us and tasted through a wine and then listened and like about the thought dish. about because I've yeah, like exactly. really thought about like what you know. Anytime you've ever done this before, respectfully, mm-hmm. I don't really understand food language, mm-hmm. but now the way you broke it down with like the way that imbalances. Mm-hmm. With the, that cream, like yeah. now I get where you're coming yeah, cause from. Because that creaminess, you can feel it coating your mouth. Yeah, you I can see it now. And then you, I get it. And this thing here is really making you salivate. And then you yeah. can see how they're going to balance each other. Right. Well, and, 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 once they, and once they balance, other, other flavors in this wine are going to pop now. Yeah. Because once you balance this acidity, then the apple and pear is going to come to the forefront. Or and, that lemon and here's the best part of this dish. Yeah. Here's the best cool. part of this dish. You know, we haven't even talked about this main flavor profile, which is parsnip, right? So it's almost like a white carrot that's got this beautiful sweetness sweetness to it, right? So I'm going to caramelize those those parsnips and get some deep sugars on them. Yeah. And then I'm going to simmer them in that cream and that stock. So (laughs) it gets a little bit more depth. And that's actually going to – what's missing in this, right? Because it's so bright. It's so acidic. It's so citrusy. Yeah. I'm going to add the depth by doing that with a dish. Sure. So when you go to that soup and you take that yeah. spoon and yeah. you get it on your palate and the yeah. fat coats your palate and the right. parsnip and the sweetness and the comes sweetness, in, yeah. this acidity is really going to pop against so that. So that sweetness is going to balance that acidity. Yeah. It's going to be nice. Yeah. Wow, y'all. This, this is, is knowledge. This is knowledge, y'all. I hope y'all paying attention. Some, this is good. Some, I think it's some lemon in this dish, too, just to bring out that lemon. Yeah, I'm gonna put a little bit in the in the butter. I'm gonna do yeah. a little bit of um, lemon ginger. I might use an orange because I think Ooh, a this lemon ginger. I think a lemon ginger or an orange ginger together. Mm-hmm. I think orange and ginger yeah. is actually gonna work really well because yeah. this will give it lemon and it'll kind of round it all out. There's yeah. two things that I want to take away from this moment right now. Mm-hmm. Is one the way that you guys just went back and forth right there? Yeah. Like that's the whole thing that people don't know that goes on. That's what we do. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And it's our excuse to just drink wine at yeah. work. <laughs> well, it is. It's it's yeah. deeper than that though. Like it's really deeper than you guys just aren't in here drinking wine like how I would drink wine. No. You know what I mean? No, we're breaking it down. You mm-hmm. guys are breaking it yeah. down. Yeah. And I and I and this is the second thing. Real real talk. 
when you describe that brother, Sauce got happy. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you said something about caramel, caramelized yeah, carrot or something, because what was happening? He in his brain, saw it because well, I feel he it. He feels I, it I, on yeah, his palate. Exactly. He's thinking yes. about the flavor profiles. Exactly. He knows the flavor of not only and a parsnip. I know, I know what that's gonna do to the wine. But he knows yeah. what a caramelized parsnip tastes like. That's what I want to highlight. That's a beautiful dynamic that you guys are doing. Keep going. Let's keep going. I'm ready for the next pass. Right. I have to go grab that. It's in the cooler. All right, all right, all right. So just to get into this next dish, here's what I wrote. So I wrote this at like. I don't know, 11 o'clock last night. I was watching the end if of the you're football on IG, game. If you're on IG, make sure you comment. We'll answer your questions. We love y'all. Yeah. Um, so last night I wrote this dish, and for the second course, I, I've got some really pretty Asian pears that just came in. So, you know, they're they're a little bit more starchier. They've got a nice sweetness to them. They've got a great crunch. I wanted to do a salad originally, and I'm thinking like roasted butternut squash with the, with the fresh pear. Um, and, and maybe some watercress in there. But then, you know, I kind of started thinking I'd be, it'd be really nice to, to do pomegranate. And I can use the pomegranate seeds, but I can also turn that into a vinaigrette. And then I'm thinking some quick, crispy sweetbreads, right? Because you can put any kind of crust on them. So it gives me versatility on the flavor profile. But then they're going to be creamy. They're going to be fatty. They're going to be basted in butter. So I'm really hoping that we're going into a Chardonnay right now. I think that's where I think that's where we're at, right? right. Chardonnay, absolutely. Okay, beautiful. All right, so I was anticipating that was the direction when I wrote, and uh, I'm glad I was right because I had no idea last night. I just wrote this. All right, menu. this is cool, brother. I, well, I apologize because I love you and and I think you did great describing that. After I taste this, I want you to do that again. Okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna smell it. We're gonna smell we it. We gotta for do the smell bit, first. Yeah. Okay, but you know that's a cool thing is what we usually do is we'll start with a uh, uh, we're kind of thinking about the wines we're gonna use and then we'll start with brother. We'll start with a base menu. And then as we taste the wine, that's where it starts to change. And that's where we start to enhance the dish to really right. balance these flavors. Right, right, right. All right, let's start with the smell, y'all. All this right. is the smell test. So, and just to kind of, before we get into it. So, this is a Chardonnay from where? This is a Sonoma. This is a Sonoma Chardonnay yeah. Yeah. from which year? And that's New World. Yeah, yeah, good job. Good job, hey. California. Anything Excellent. Cali is New World, y'all. That's how I'm just guessing. This is the Albert Sonoma Coast Chardonnay. Okay. This is 2018. Beautiful. beautiful. Somebody said, mmm. They was liking what you so, was describing. So the best thing the best thing you get here right away is you get that toasted brioche in the nose, right? Toasted brioche. Yeah, you get that. You get that toasty. You get it? Yeah, you got. <laughs> just a, ignore me right now. Well, and there's a lot of malolactic on yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, you can you can smell all that 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 those baking spices in there, right? You can smell a lot of butter, a lot of of, of brown sugar and and vanilla and cinnamon. You know, you're getting those fall spices immediately on that yeah, nose. That comes from the oak that, that's been aged in. So that oak, it's a very is California gonna, yeah, oak. That oak is going to give it that. Uh, those baking spices, that allspice, that nutmeg, the cinnamon. But you can really smell that butter in there, too. Because mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a, a toasted brioche bun with some butter spread across the top, maybe mm. a little cinnamon on it. Yeah, yeah. Like a, you can, almost like a really good grilled cheese bread. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you, can, you can smell that. And I think that's a good, oh. that's a good indication of, like, any most oh. California Chardonnays is, is they're yeah. going to be very yeah. oaky like this. That's delicious. Dang. <laughs> I like a Chardonnay. Yeah. What, what did we have before this? Yeah. What was we, that? We, that was a, it was a Chardonnay, but it's a sparkling Chardonnay. So, like, sparkling yeah. Chardonnay probably ain't my, my cup Such of tea. Is, yeah. But this, but is, this is, I could probably drink this yeah. all day. Yeah, this definitely has some malolactic fermentation. What malolactic <laughs> fermentation is is where it's a secondary fermentation that happens. Yo, that's good, y'all. 
where the malic acid is changed, the malic acid, which is your tartness, your tart green apple and chardonnays is changed into mm. lactic acid, which is that butter, that butterscotch, that buttered popcorn that you get in chardonnays. And this is this is seeing definitely some malactic fermentation, probably about 70%. Did you catch that term he just used, that buttered popcorn? Yeah, mm. buttered popcorn. You taste your wine, it's got that... Mm. Get it I, in there. That's that's funny. You that's get, cool. Now get, that get, you say that, yeah. I can taste yeah. it. And I get some tropical in there too. You get the banana in there. I definitely get some banana in there. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I see a couple people talking uh, about you know unoaked or or oaked um, and malolactic. I'm not a huge fan of mallow. I, I, I used to be when yeah. I was when I was really getting into chardonnays, and then I, I think I kind of got into some European chardonnays, and I was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit different, yeah. but you know, uh, they have their place. And I think yeah. when you're talking food and wine pairings, you know, we're looking for not just a fan of the wine. We're looking for the compliment to the dish or the dish to complement that wine. Mm. And that's what, that's more of what I pay attention to when I'm doing wine pairings. So, you know, when we get into these flavor profiles and, and you're picking up all this, this mallow act, mallow lactic, um, profile butter, popcorn, and baking yeah. spice, all the oak that's on this, mm-hmm. you know, it immediately makes me want butter. Yeah. Right? Mm. No butter has to go into this dish. Yeah. So now it's interesting because... That's comparing I, flavors. I originally wrote this dish as a pear salad and butternut squash and pomegranates, but that just became so secondary yeah. to <laughs> this entire mm-hmm. wine because the sweet bread is the highlight of this dish it has to be a really good sweet bread dish mm-hmm. so when i think about that sweet bread now and i think about what kind of crust i'm going to do it right i'm going to take those sweet breads that crust thymus gland important. and i'm going to poach them in milk yeah. right and i might even poach them in cream just to give them a little bit more creaminess yeah. but then i'm gonna you know i'll peel off that membrane and then i'm i'm thinking i might crust this in in yeah. in some some almonds okay i think some yeah, almonds yeah. Like on the it. crust Right, so yeah. if I if I mix a little bit of, of almond with with some breadcrumbs and I cr- I crust this, yeah, you get a and nice caramelization, you get and, a kind of golden brown, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then I pan sear it in that you get that in texture that, in there too. Yeah, yeah that sawwatch butter that we yeah. work with, I love yeah. their butter. Mm. The um, butter will soak up into those breadcrumbs, yeah. and then it'll get nice and crispy. I love yeah. what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is so good. <laughs> and it needs a little bit of sea salt, so I think the sea yeah. salt's an important piece here too. Yeah. Um, I almost think a smoked salt would work really well as a finish on yeah. this, just as a touch to complement the oak. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about oak, I always think about the char of the oak. Mm, so yeah. I like the idea of the almond crusted sweet bread, the brown butter, the the smoked salt and that. And then I think the pear hey, when salad. Is, when is this dinner? This is a Friday. All right, just checking. So um, so I'm thinking the pear salad, the butternut squash is probably I'm now going to turn into a puree. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to eliminate the roasted yeah. on this and I'm going to turn that mm-hmm. into a puree. So I think that's going to give me a little bit more. Uh, creaminess to complement the sweet bread, but then I'm going to get some bright acidities to cut through all of this buttery with the pear and the pomegranate vinaigrette. So those are still key pieces, mm-hmm. but the acid of those elements are going to cut through all this butter that we're going to put into this dish and all this oak that you're getting on this wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that, that smoke he's talking about, because that, that first smell you smell, that toasted brioche, yeah. that's the charred barrel that you're smelling on there, that mm-hmm. toastiness. Yeah. yeah, so they'll actually take a torch to the inside of the barrel to yeah. give it a little bit more flavor. To give it a char. Before they put the wine in to age oh, it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because you get the caramelization of the oak, too, when mm. that happens. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm actually sugars. getting a, a, a touch of that pomegranate on the finish. It's, it's definitely it has some trop- tropical mm-hmm. notes to it. It's uh, like uh, pineapple, bananas in there. Taste it. Yeah, almost a guava. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm leaning towards on that. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a really it's good It's got that beautiful round mouthfeel. It's that beautiful... Yeah. 
It's no. not. It's not. A, I, this is probably about sixty percent malactive fermentation because you still get that really nice tartness. All right, I'm, I'm gonna just interrupt. Percent butter bomb here, but yeah. Explain that term, like so mal, mal. Yeah, that word. Malactic. Yeah, yeah explain malactic what that means, like for yeah. people like me. Okay, so malactic fermentation is a secondary fermentation where the malic acid, which is tart green apple and chardonnays, or most wines, it's tartness, is changed into lactic acid which is that butter, that butterscotch, that butter popcorn. So it's a secondary fermentation. Most red wines go through malolactic fermentation. Mm -hmm. Very few white wines do. But with mm -hmm. Chardonnay, Chardonnay is a very good candidate for malolactic fermentation because it, it, it really makes it beautiful. Education, y'all. That's what I'm here for. It's just for the people that, you know what I'm saying, They're trying to learn something like me. Brother, what else you got, man? What's going on? No, I, I think that's a great pairing. So I, I've modified this dish slightly, but I think I think we're good. Now this next dish is where I was struggling. So I wrote this dish and I was like, I don't know if this is actually going to work for a wine that we're going to pick. So what's cool is, you know, last week we uh -oh, talked what, about what are we pulling out? What are we pulling out? We talked about technology and how there's there's great tools on the market for you to be able to taste some some older wines without having to take that cork out and exposing them to the oxygen. Because oxygen is going to ruin a wine, right? Temperature is going to ruin a wine. Light is going to ruin a wine. And vibration. And, Very good. and vibration. So, yeah. you know, we actually have a Corvin that is going to be demonstrated here on it. So if you want to go on Amazon and buy one, what are they, like 80 bucks, 100 bucks? I don't think they're that expensive. Yeah, a little, more. A little couple, bit more. A couple hundred. Okay. A couple, sorry. Yeah, I'm just, just a little more. I just, just, I just hit submit and check out. <laughs> don't tell Tina. Yeah, right. <laughs> For people like me, there you know, don't stay away from knives, but uh, there's a, a normal wine bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing, like a wine, a wine that's, you know, so what's is, going is on going here? Break expensive. this down. Talk us right, through right, this right. moment, because so, this so, is what we talked about last week. Yeah. So so what a Corvin is, is it basically has a nitrogen capsule in here. Uh, and, and so what you want to do is ox oxygen is the enemy of wine. So once you pull this cork out of this bottle, the oxygen is going to interact with the wine inside here and it's going to start to deteriorate. So what a Corvin does is it it puts a needle into through the cork and then. As I push this lever, it's going to insert some gas into the bottle, which is going to allow some of the wine to pour out. And it's going to replace that wine with this nitri uh, the, the gas in here. So there's going to be no oxygen in here. So wow. I wasn't a fan of Corvins when I first saw them. I go, whatever. Uh, but I, I was out with a ride with one day, and this guy opened up this. He had this bottle of Amarone, and he Corvined it. And by the end of the day, there was only a third of that bottle left. So he gave it to me, still corked with a cork in it. And he said, here, take this. And I put it in my in my cellar, and then about six months later, I was going through my cellar, and I found that bottle. It was only a third, third of a bottle. I said, oh, I'll try this. So I cracked the cork, and it was amazing. Mm. Six months later. After being cracked. After being Corvin. Corvin versus So, so now I'm a big fan of Corvin. So it's really Got cool, it. especially when you have really nice bottles. So these bottles are for the dinner on Friday, but they've been donated by Mike Bell. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a small amount out so we can taste it, so we can get the flavor profiles without ruining this bottle of wines because I want this bottle of wine to still be fresh for Friday. And we want the pairing to be perfect. Yeah. So all I'm doing is I'm going to slide this needle Super the cork. cork. All right. The people online said that there are different levels yes. of this tool, yes, so exactly. there are different price, different price points as well. I'm going to twist this little lever, and it's going to replace that wine in there. With the gas, and then I'm going to be able to steal wine from this bottle. What? This is brother told me about this. Yeah, I'm trying to tell him, <laughs> and I was over here like, no way, that's impossible. 
So, but this is a real deal, Holyfield. I'm excited. Let me drink the rest. I'll, no, give me. You have another glass. Have another glass. Yeah, give me the other glass. Whole caviar. I appreciate y'all. You have a great night, and uh, we need to get some more of your caviar in because, man, it's so good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for rocking with us this long. You guys been engaging, and we appreciate y'all. And I remember I shot a video for y'all. That was pretty cool. Hope yeah, y'all love it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Who I think. And shout out to Myra Kander, the the better yeah. half of Mr. Okay, Sauce. Okay, Miss Myra. Who just gave us? Here. She just gave us the website in case anybody wants to look these up uh, and get them for your own collection. <laughs> of course, she did. Shout out she, Myra. She, she is definitely. She's definitely my Thank better half. Thank you, Myra. And she covers me. On and they're a lot they're of not quite. They're not quite. Sponsored by we're not sponsored by them yet, but you know we will but be. we talking about sponsorships. <laughs> we will be. <laughs> so you can see, I took uh, you know that much out of that bottle, wow. and that cork is still it's still in solid. There. Once I pull that needle out of there, that cork will re- that cork will reseal, so it'll be just like brand new. When I, I think another That's important awesome. piece too is, is Steve. Why do you swirl the wine? That was my tip last week. <laughs> <laughs> I swirl the wine because I'm releasing the aromatics in the wine. Uh, because that very first smell that you get on the wine is your most prominent because then your olfactory nerve will start to dull that wine. Like if you walk into a room that has a bad smell in it, and when you first walk in, it's terrible. But if you stay in the room for a little while, it's not so bad because your nose gets used to it. It's the same thing with wine. So before you smell this wine, you got to get ready for it. you got to be prepared for that first smell because that first smell is the most prominent smell that you'll smell. So get your nose ready. That's for Myra. Get your nose ready, and then put your nose in that glass. Swirl it. Release those aromatics, and then put your nose in the glass and try to get everything you can out of it. Just so you all know, this podcast is probably going to release tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this bitch out of tonight. That's a beautiful nose. My yeah, goodness. So what, what is this? What are we drinking? This is the Paul Hobbs. I've been drinking so much hops this week. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just it keeps ending up in front of me. My dumbass just smelled the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 2016 Paul Hobbs Catherine Lindsay Estate, okay. Russian River Valley, Sonoma County. And what all that means is just pretty cool because when you're reading a wine label, Sonoma County is the county that it comes from. That's an AVA. <laughs> But then right above that's Russian River Valley, so that's even a smaller AVA inside of Sonoma County. And then Catherine Lindsay Estate is the actual vineyard that it comes from. So it tells you the, the whole place. It, tells, it brings you right to a very small place. Yeah, and I've been a big fan of Paul Hobbs this week. I mean, I, I, I was drinking some, I had some 2018 uh, Cabernet. Photo real quick. Which was, which was phenomenal. And... Uh, you know, we've we've done dinners with with Paul Hobbs before. Uh, Kat Suji and I did one up in up in uh, Beaver Creek, and we had a great time. So I'm a big fan of this winery, and uh, they're very very particular on what they do. So damn, this is good. The nose on it is is so beautiful. I like that though, but the taste. God, I mean, you, violet. Yeah, I get violet, violet for sure. Right you, off the bat. Usually, when you smell Pinot, you get fruit first, but here you're getting that violet, and you're getting that. This that, is a that pinot earthiness that yeah that forced that floor, mushroom that mushroom yeah I get I get like porcini mushrooms this has like a uh, most pinots to me have like a really acidic like ending mm-hmm. like this is yeah. not well, that well pinot noir is a cool climate grape so uh-huh. cool climate grapes have more acidity because they don't ripen as much mm. so when we were out there in the vineyard and we were tasting grapes that were all the way ripe and you could taste all the sugar in there and right. we were tasting a grape that wasn't quite ripe. Then you could taste the acidity in there. Right. So that's why cool climate grapes have more acidity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Pinot Noirs are usually normally acidic. And I'm sure this wine has some really good acidity in it, but the winemaker probably has balanced that acidity. I haven't tasted it yet. But. No, it's delicious. Wow. It's 
Very, 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 very good. Just so everybody who knows we got the dogs in. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to put you on blast. Um, but, you know, one of, the, one of the things I'm getting on this on this nose immediately. The dog's in trouble. Is, uh, is I'm getting a lot of, uh, I'm getting a lot of clove and sun-dried tomato. Oh, I like the sun-dried I'm, tomato. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of that. Yeah, definitely you're getting that clove. I'm sure this is French oak. Um, so that's where we're going to get that baking spice is from the French oak. But I like that sun-dried tomato. It almost almost has the um, it almost has like that tomato leaf. <laughs> yeah, it is. It. Tomato it's leaf. the tomato plant. Yeah, it's yeah. the leaves. When you, the, the, when the you go in and, of when, a tomato bush. When you go in to pick your tomatoes and your 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 hands touch the leaves and you the skunkiness yeah. of a tomato bush. All right, so help me out here. Break down this wine. You said this is a Pinot. Where is this from? It's from this is from Russian River Valley in Sonoma, California. Sonoma. That's delicious. And what brand is it? Like if like this is Paul Hops. Paul, Paul Hops, like H O P P S B B H O B B S. Paul Hobbs. But you really get the fruit on the end of this one, don't you? Yeah, especially especially on the palate. So Paul Hobbs is the vineyard of where it is. Is that Paul, right? Paul Hobbs is the winemaker or the producer. Okay. So yeah, usually so like, you know, this is Peter mm. Michael. Okay. And that one's Albert, and that one's Schramsberg. That's Got the it. producer. The the producer usually. But Paul Hobbs is actually the winemaker, but his his wines are all named Paul Hobbs. Mm. So these are Got wines it. made by Paul Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's great. I mean, I'm getting a lot of fruit on the front. So let's talk about this dish because I was yeah. a little worried about this, but I'm I'm feeling a little bit better now. Hoisin glazed pork belly with charred bok choy. So I was thinking, you know, the salinity and the the funkiness of of a of a almost a, a char siu Chinese barbecue mm-hmm. on this pork belly. And then I love the idea of charring this earthy bok choy um, to, to develop some more fun flavors. As I'm getting this forest floor in here, I'm getting these these light red fruits, these these you know young cranberries, um, especially all that lavender in there. I'm, I I can see how the hoisin is going to work really well, and then the fatty pork belly mm. is going to just complement this gorgeously. So I'm I'm excited to play with this dish a little bit more. It's like a black raspberry on the finish. Oh, mm. okay, okay. I could yeah. taste that. Yeah, you can taste it. It's like yeah. a, a black raspberry that's not 100 percent ripe. You know, it's not sweet, but you get that. You get the flavor of the black raspberry, but mm-hmm. then you get the nice acidity. Oh, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty. And here's the thing. Pork and Pinot go hand in hand, period. Like yeah. it, that's just a dead giveaway of what you can start to pair with Pinot Noir. It's pork, pork, pork right. and Pinot. It's I easy because pork's not as heavy red meat, mm. right? It, it, it's got a little bit of gamey flavor. It's got a little bit of depth to it. It can handle a good char, but it's going to work out really well there. So um, I think this is a good one. Yeah, this is, you you wrote a great dish for this wine. I, I'm, it. I'm excited because I yeah. think this is a curveball that they're not going to expect. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about pairing a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, steamed rice with it. But you can you can and you can feel the tannins in there. Now you mm-hmm. can feel now that you've had that wine in your Dan, mouth. Let's have Dana do the ta- tannin test. Uh, what well, no, what we'll, is we'll that? We'll do that on the next one. What does that okay. mean? Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll wait to the no, next no, one. No, you know what? We could do the tannin test. We could do on this one, and then we'll do it on the next one. Okay, okay, I like it. Oh, he drank all his wine, so he can't do it. I was trying to do a tannin test. Well, you had to he wait for us to tell you how to do he it. Swished it around. He's, he knows. You know, do the tan test, right? Yeah, I put it on my front now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, feel okay. it. It's curling your lip a little bit, isn't it? Right. Yeah. All right, let's do it. And then we'll do it. On, then we'll do it on the next one. Because you said that, and then I I didn't do that yet. Tannins are medium. Yeah, they're good though. There's mm-hmm. some there's for, some body for, there for, for Pinot Noir. These are good tannins. Yeah. Which okay, so like from an Austin Hope, I get that like a lot. 
yeah, like that tannin thing. It's a, it's a different grape. It's a thick skin grape. This is a thin skin grape. Mm. Tannins come from the skins and the seeds and the stems. Yeah, that flavor that's going to dry out your palate yeah. when you take a red wine and yeah. it just kind of dries everything out. Yeah. That's the stems. That's the seeds. That's yeah. the skin. Yeah. Right? How long was it left on that grape? So yeah. a grape with a thicker skin is going to have a lot more tannin. Yeah. Yo, this is uh-huh. wild. Like, yeah. to actually put these things... Yeah. You know I've heard these things a hundred times, but it takes probably a hundred for me to understand it. Well, the cool thing about this wine, I feel like it has a lot of tannin for a Pinot Noir, which is going to go great with that fattiness in that mm-hmm. pork. Because that fattiness going to coat, and that tannin's trying to dry your mouth out, and they're going to compete, and they're going to balance, and the fruit's going to pop in this wine. Yeah. But mm. the amount of tannin on this wine tells me this has got a lot of oak on it, because it's getting some oak tannin. But mm-hmm. I also think that... They probably fermented this with some stems, too, to get that nice tan in it. You know what I'm going to do on this dish? Yes. I've actually got a curveball I'm going to throw in this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take, I'm going to do a steamed rice, like a nice steamed white rice. Okay. But I'm going to fold some dried cranberries into it. Oh, right. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. think that's going to give it just a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm going to see what else we got over at four. I think we we might have some huckleberries, but I, I, I like you know, cranberry. I was getting I was getting almost a little blueberry on that finish. I, fi- mm-hmm. I finally ended on black raspberry, but if you taste this again, it's got like this tart blueberry on it. I think there's some opportunity there to actually like not only add a cool texture into a rice, yeah. but then, you know, yeah. when you bite into it and it gets stuck on your tooth and you get all that acidity, mm-hmm. it's going to really complement the fruits in this. Yeah, absolutely. This is dope, man. Yeah. I'm so happy that we did this. Like this is, was a, this is a great continuation of, of last week. Perfect. Like breaking it down and really the dogs keep... Smelling my finger. Oh, they know you're hurt. They're a shark. They're smelling blood, blood and water. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, one one of the best parts about about this is like this is work for us. Like dude, this is what we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is hey, what we are working. <laughs> we have to do this. I'm on the job, y'all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Clocked in. This is what we do, baby. But we have to do this. I mean, this is a big part of what we do, and and it's what makes it special. And this is what separates myself and Steve from a lot of other chef sommelier combinations. And I've had a lot of amazing tasting menus across the world. And my my worst part is when I get a sommelier and a chef who don't talk. Yeah. Right. Wow. The sommelier comes out. And, they don't talk to each other. They don't talk to each other. So the, the, so the psalm will come out yeah. to you, mm-hmm. and he will tell you everything about that grape and everything about that region. But not how they but go not together. The, not the why. Why did you serve this to me with this dish? Because mm-hmm. the chef has, has given him a dish and said, pair it. Right. So he's eaten the dish, and he's created it, but there's not um, The psalm probably didn't taste the dish. The chef didn't taste the wine. This it's a separation. So this the, is yeah. what you described. Yeah previously yeah. about and i'm not trying to shit on nobody else but like a different restaurant that you visited mm-hmm. that when t asked and this was what you were yeah. excited about yeah. tina asked why tina knew yeah. tina knew and this was a one michelin restaurant we went to that i was referring to i'm gonna i'm gonna put them on blast you have to go back in the episodes and find it but, you know what i'm saying you know, ow <laughs> that might be like episode 12 <laughs> <laughs> so you know what, what what's cool though is like you know, Tina's been around us drinking wine this and, and pairing fun. things enough to know that that a good psalm experience and a good chef wine pairing experience comes with the reason why. Why did you pair this? Well, we tasted this wine and we got a lot of black raspberry and we got a lot of violet. So we're going to pair it with something like a pork belly and glazed with with hoisin because you're going to get that 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 salty black bean type sauce that is going to complement the mushroom floor that we tasted in this wine. That is such an important piece of wine pairings. And and I think a lot of people miss that. 
All right, so where are we going next? Because I I, I, I'm happy right now with this menu. I got I got a couple small modifications on this menu. That was my first time trying to use my finger, and I realized it was broke. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. That it hurts. hurts. That um, hurts pretty bad. So so I'm pretty happy with these. I mean, small yeah. small modifications, uh, a couple emphasis items that I'm going to change up on here. But this next dish I wrote, uh, I'm going to do a lamb bolognese with a goat cheese agnolotti. So I was thinking we were probably going to go to some cab here. That was my assumption. And that was going to have heavy tannins, meaning uh, I needed a dish that could hold up to those tannins. So I was thinking, you know, cooked down tomatoes. I was thinking cheese. I was thinking texture. I was thinking gaminess. That's why I wrote lamb. Um, and, I, and, and I'm excited to see where we go with this. So, so what are we drinking? Yeah, I got to talk about this. Uh, this is the Peter Michael Le Pavo. <laughs> Peter Michael Le Pavo. 2013. This is 69% cab, 21 cab franc, nine Merlot, and one petit verdot. Okay, Dana, did you just catch that? I did not. Okay. I'm sorry. You I was got, trying to post our story. You, you got you got to catch what he just did. Okay. So so what was, was the percentages again, real quick, Steve? 69 cab, 21 um, Merlot, um, nine. You're testing me. One petit verdot and nine was um, oh. 21 Cab Franc, 9 Merlot. There you go. Okay. So what's cool about that is like he it's just. It's a mixed grape. It's, it's a blend. blend. It's oh, a blend. Because blend. Right. you talked it's, about it's, red blends. It's a, this it's is, a, board, this is this a Bordeaux blend. But, thi but this is a heavy Cab blend. Yes. So you're already knowing that. I might love this one. Uh, you're definitely going to love this one. But it's even better with food, which is the best part. Yeah. And this is 2013, which is given this. Some time to to mingle in the bottle, and yeah, we're almost and, at yeah. nine years on this bottle. Yeah, absolutely. So, when you when you buy a bottle like this, brand new, if this is like a 2020, 2019 vintage, it's going to be really tight and really astringent because the tannins haven't had time to relax in there, and uh, the phenols in the wine haven't had time to mingle and kind of precipitate out and give those churchery flavors that you're going to get in this wine. I'm getting a lot. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of of almost teriyaki beef. Like a beef jerky, right? It's Ooh. it's it's got some beautiful, beautiful the, notes the, on the nose. The first thing, the first thing hits you is that dust, right? Like a ton of bricks. You smell that dust in there? Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> an old farm road, like there. a truck just drove <laughs> down the dirt road. I can't smell no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and here's the best part: like when you're drinking wine, you mm. don't have to get right into the taste, right? Save for the nose. I, one of my favorite parts: we were in we were in Paso Robles and. Uh, Tina asked Steve something, and he goes, I'm still in the nose of this wine. <laughs> because that's an exciting part of tasting yeah. wine is, is you're, you're building your... I wish y'all could be here. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we'll tell you all about it. So Data just turned this to an episode of Drink Champs. <laughs> but, you know, essentially what you're doing is, is you're, you're building the flavor profile, the catalog in your brain. So you're trying to recognize the smell of a, of a truck driving down a dirt road in the kickback, right? That cloud, if you ever walk through the cloud behind the, the truck on a dirt road, that's what you're smelling. That dust, that dust right? in the that's air. That's that yeah. dust, yeah. right? And then you're getting all that leather and you're getting all that aged meat. I'm getting a lot of aged meat on this. It's got jammy fruit, beautiful jam. It's like, I'm, get, it's I'm like, getting some soy. Because there's like, uh, there's dried fruit, there's fresh fruit, and there's cooked fruit. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely cooked fruit. This it's is jammy. definitely it's like cooked jelly. figs. Yeah. I get a lot of cooked yeah. fig in here. Cooked yeah. plums. Plums stand out for me right here. And here's the thing. I'm still on the nose. I haven't even tasted it that yet. That is well, the that's funniest a, thing you've yeah. ever said. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> when we're, when, really, when we're smelling this wine, is all we're doing is we're trying to get all the flavor profile out of the nose first because taste is 75% smell. Well, and here's so, the thing, too. Uh, is yeah. 
the, the people who we're going to serve this to understand these wines. Yeah. So they're going, the way we're tasting these wines, the way we're knee deep in the smells and the scents and, and what we're picking up before we even get into the taste, they're going to do. So this dish has to be able to back that up. Right. Right. So we're, we're, we're tasting as if we're in their position. Yeah. Because that's how we're going to explain the meal. Exactly. So when we're smelling, we're trying to get all those flavors that are in the wine. And then when we taste, we just try to affirm those flavors. <laughs> and my job is to drink the wine. <laughs> I got the best job. I love y'all. Well, it's got some spice to it. You know, the, the peppercorn that's on there. Mm. That was unexpected. Wow. Olive. Yeah. Got a lot of olive on there. Mm-hmm. A lot of olive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kalamata. Mm-hmm. Like a, a nice dark olive. Um, a little bit of brininess in there, too. Can I get you, a little bit of brininess. Can you feel that malactic Thank you for the love. In that? Mm-hmm. You feel that mal- yeah. Oh, that's Myra showing yep. love. Appreciate you, Myra. But the fruit, the fruit's still pretty good. So so here's the thing now. So let me let me kind of put this out. So I originally was going to do lamb bolognese, and I'm thinking cooked tomato. Yeah. I almost want to kind of play around with it and switch it up. Yeah. I, I like the idea of the bolognese, but what if we threw a fruit into the bolognese? I think bolognese is a great idea because the meat sauce is good, but I don't think we should go Italian on this. I don't think I we don't should go either. Italian flavor on this. It doesn't feel right. No, because those that oregano and all that, those Italian spices are going to clash with this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we need to back off. We need to go more towards a, a veal or a demi kind of a, a flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the most fun for me is to see y'all because, you know, see y'all actually go back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's, the, but that, that but that's how that's how we come to our dinners. That's how right. We come to our let's, uh, let's emphasize that because yeah. that's what makes your wine dinners and your events different. Yeah. yeah like the lamb and, and pasta makes no sense here. No. At all. No. Like that, that dish is scrapped officially. I mean, most people I, 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 would have yeah. kept that. <laughs> <laughs> right, true story. But I didn't want to tell them that. I wanted to taste the wine first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we do that to each other all the time. You know, that, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like so that. So for me now, this has me thinking, like, I need a bigger piece of meat. Yes. Right? Absolutely. I need something with a little, little bit of fat. fat. Right. And then I need some some really good fruit yeah. components. And yeah. I need some some great caramelized elements. Yeah. And I'd love to have some type of cheese and rosemary yeah. complement this. Mm. So a beautiful, you need a beautiful, rich sauce with this too. A beautiful, rich, rich sauce. sauce, absolutely. Yeah. So you that's know, that's incredible. I love this. <laughs> this yeah. this is great. Yeah, we could do you could do a potato or for anybody a polenta we, with this dish too. Uh-huh. A potato or a polenta? I, that yeah. I thought of polenta. Yeah. That's where you my head polenta. was at. Yeah. I've, I've got polenta. some. I've got some gorgeous beef. Yeah. Um, I, I got some really pretty New Yorks. Yeah. Um, so you know they've been dry aging. I, I think yeah. they they've got some good funk on them. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking that's kind of where my head's going with this is is doing a steak. Move that bottle because I think it's right in front of Bro's face on the camera. <laughs> oh look at that! Check that <laughs> out. Sorry. Um, I don't know how long that's been like that, but so I'm I'm thinking so. uh, I'm thinking definitely some kind of steak. Uh, I know Camille's got some figs hiding uh, in, the, yeah. in the kitchen over at four. Something I could probably steal. Shout out Camille! Can I can I give Camille a shout out? Absolutely. Camille is one of the most sweetest people that I've ever met. She's pretty. Amazing. She came up here one day, and this was c- completely unscheduled, but we had such a spiritual conversation. And she is such a beautiful soul that I'm so happy that you brought up her name because I want to give her her flowers because the conversation we had was incredible. And it was basically like the way that the conversation was about God, but it was the way that he's working in her life 
And the way that what we're doing is a reflection of the love that she has for food. And, you know, she's a beautiful soul. And uh, I just wanted to shout her out. Yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's special. That's my moment. Yeah, so she's, she's an amazing pastry chef. She's, she's amazing. a great pastry chef. So here's kind of where I'm at with this. So. We should have her on the podcast one time. Absolutely. So so here's here's what I'm thinking right now. So right. I got Camille, York, I got you. I got New York strip. I got figs. I got polenta. I got rosemary. But here's what I'm 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 gonna hit it with a curveball. I'm gonna go back to the wine to make sure. Yeah. But I think a blue cheese is gonna work. I was gonna Beautiful. say blue cheese because because <laughs> I don't want to go I don't want to go too sweet with this because when you taste this it's olives and it's brothers taking it's no sun dried tomato and it's 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 rich and it's bold and I I think the fig the too much fig is gonna make it too sweet because I almost want to yeah. I almost want to put the blue yeah. cheese in the fig. And roast it so it kind of melts into the fig, and I think that would just be great. And then glaze it with just a touch of balsamic. I think that would be perfect. You want to know something else I have an appreciation for? <clears throat> At every dinner, Sauce tastes the food. Absolutely. Before, before He tastes before the food the and customer. the wine before goes he goes out and speaks to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So this now gives me a different appreciation for why you yeah, do because that. Because we designed the menu today. Right. And then we'll do probably a test run. But then before the food goes to the customer, we want to make sure that everything we've done is just right. Right. Well, and this is how much this dish has completely changed. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Yo, shout out to y'all. I love y'all. This dish started with. That's dope. And and I didn't know the wine when I wrote. I just wrote a dish because I was thinking some kind of like big red wine. So I originally wrote this lamb bolognese with with goat cheese and, and pasta. But I've completely switched this dish. So we're going to do aged New York strip yeah. steak with figs, polenta, rosemary, blue cheese, a nice demi-gloss. I think that's going to pop so much better on this. And mm. I almost want to hit it with a tomato oil. I want to baste maybe a tomato butter. Yeah. I, I, I think the tomato would be su- – like I can do a little bit of tomato paste how and work a, it into how, an oil. How about a mushroom olive tapenade butter or something? Do you know where I'm going with this? So because so, the more okay, I, the more okay. I taste this, it tastes it again. You get the, the olive. Yeah, I get the olive and I get the mushroom in there uh-huh. too. So what? So we what didn't, yeah. What if we? What if we did a relish instead of roasting the figs there with the blue cheese? Go. We did a relish of fig, fig and kalamata and yeah and blue cheese. Ooh. Y'all see? Y'all see that? That was live. Y'all, y'all saw what just happened right there. All in there. Mushroom. That's, that's called kalamata, magic. Blue cheese. Absolutely. Collaboration. I was almost thinking a compound butter on top of the steak as it melts. This is a long podcast, just so y'all yeah. know. We way over our time, yeah, but fine. this is fun. So this I'm enjoying. Get done. I'm, this, I'm really thoroughly enjoying y'all chemistry and seeing this first person. This is how I manage my time. So I already had a, a an appointment with Steve today to taste wine and do this planning. But and then, then Dana said we need to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how I sound. <laughs> so that's how that's I bridge the two. Yeah. <laughs> the key. So that that's kind of how this all happened today, but it's perfect because last week we were discussing wine, and this this is literally where this uh, heads today. Just so so y'all know, I'm from North Carolina. Yo, so th- so this is really good. I'm I'm digging. I'm digging. What are we gonna do? We gonna do polenta or potatoes here? I I think polenta. Right. I think I think that I like that it. toasted corn. Thanks for the love. Out. What about a little? What about if we put the mushroom in the polenta? Oh, you see, we, we think the mushroom. I huh? think we need what kind mushroom. of mushroom? I guess I is the man, question. That's delicious. Yeah, I think we need a little. Uh, what kind of mushroom is this though? I, you know what? Hold on. I got oh, some. Oh, I got oh, some oh, dried morels. There you go. Oh, that's perfect. I got oh, some. Dry, I could do yeah. that in the demi. Yeah. There you. Oh. I can work. I can Game cook. On. 
I can cook that down yeah. with some of that red wine. Oh, some morels in the demi. Yeah, perfect. I I got to oh, remember yeah. to bring those in. So yeah, that'd be perfect. Morels in the demi. Yes, this is beautiful. Brother Luck is taking notes upon what Steve mm. and and brother is talking about. So like, this is a real in real time. Like they're revising the the I'm menu. A, I'm, I'm gonna have to open this about an hour and a half before the dinner too. Mm-hmm. How come? Because we needed to breathe. Right now it's a little tight, but as this sits in in, in, in a decanter. Uh, it's going to open up and it's going to soften, mm-hmm. and those flavors are really going to develop in there and really, really shine. Yeah, this is great. That's interesting to know that yeah. that you would even think about yeah. because opening it early to yeah. then chase change yeah. the, the more, flavor. The more I swirl this wine, the more uh-huh. I uh, activate it with the oxygen and get the aromatics. That's changing it. It's changing really? the glass. Absolutely. Yeah, that that Kalamata is heavy. Heavy right now. Yeah. Heavy. Do you? Uh, can I ask you this? Do you do that often? Like open up a wine and let it. It it depends. It depends on you. Don't have usually have to do that with a white. You don't ever decant a white wine, really. Why well, I wouldn't say never, but uh, red wines you decant for two reasons: if they're young and you want them to breathe a little bit, and you want them to open up uh-huh. and and activate with the oxygen. Yeah. And the second reason is if you have a really old wine, that's different because you want to be really delicate with that because there's sediment in that bottle, and so it's it's if it's really old, it's really delicate. So you want to gently pour it out into a decanter, and all you're doing there is you're catching the sediment in that shoulder of the bottle. That's why Cabernet bottles have that shoulder on them. Really? So when you're slowly pouring, you're going to catch that sediment in that shoulder, and you usually leave about that much in the bottom of the bottle. That's a, that's the psalm share. Use a little coffee filter. Message. Yeah. Message. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. No, nah, that's perfect. That's, that's a nugget yeah. for everybody out there. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and since we're not tasting the dessert wine, uh, Steve and I were talking through it. But yeah. the di- the dish that's going to be for dessert is we're going to do a white chocolate. Can panna I steal cotta. some more? Absolutely, help yourself. Yeah. So we're going to do a, a a white chocolate. Panna I like cotta. red wine. I y'all. love that he's going to try to pour this. Broke finger in there. Oh, y'all look, y'all. Let's look in the top. Look in the top of that bottle right there. It's corked. Oh, <laughs> oh that's why y'all are choking on me. All right. He said he's trying to pour a corked bottle. You know what I'm saying? Both not red wines are not corked. Ne- not necessarily corked like it's a bad bottle, but it still has the cork. It's still, it's still got a cork in it. It got to be. Are you uh, want some of this red one? Cor- Cornovin. Yeah, this is the core of it. Yeah, this is delicious, though. This is a great pairing. Yeah. Um, so just to go into the dessert wine, we're not going to be pairing the, yeah, we're not going to be tasting the wine I today because he has to order it. But we're we're doing Please a white chocolate panna cotta. And, and when I wrote that, I was originally going to infuse it with a little bit of green tea. Uh, but Steve came to me today and said, uh, he's going, he, would that work with a Madeira? Yeah. I got a 2004 uh, Colheita Madeira that I want to serve. Okay, so so yeah. you use this fancy term Colheita. Now I know what it means, but yeah. what does Colheita mean? I don't know. So help us. Colheita is like the rarest of all ports and Madeiras, and and what it is is usually uh, when you have vintage uh, port or Madeira, uh, it's just released uh, or, or put in a bottle and 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 it's released, but then you hold it for many many years and. Uh, about it's once raining, a, uh, about, yeah, about, about snow. About once a decade, you'll see uh, there will be a vintage uh, released in Portugal, uh, which is a really amazing wine. And so, what that that is is they'll lay that down and and sell it. But once in a while, a producer will take that vintage wine and put it in an oak barrel and make it into a tawny, and then mm. it becomes a colheita. And a colheita is the rarest of all ports. In That's the beautiful. So, yeah. And and just just to That's clarify. What this is? No, we haven't. T- we don't have that one to taste today. But you'll taste that during the dinner on Friday. Oh, Friday. Yeah. And and just to clarify too, uh, ports, Madeiras. These are these are fortified wines. So they've yeah. they've added alcohol, right? Usually a Correct. brandy or or a cognac. Yeah, it's a brandy, exactly. Um, it's, a, it's a neutral, a neutral, a neutral 
uh, grain spirit, or grape spirit, you know, like a brandy. And here, here's a here's an interesting fact I, I found fascinating. Before corks, right? Before they they discovered that technology of putting that in the bottle to preserve the wine, they actually had to add alcohol to make sure the wine could last a little bit longer. So it didn't spoil. So it didn't spoil. Yeah. So that's where you got fortified wines from. Was Correct. we're just going to add a little bit of alcohol so we don't lose it because we know mm. that alcohol because they put that alcohol on the bottle on the on the shelf and it was good after six months, but they put the wine on the, and it's terrible after a week. So what it's do vinegar. we have to do? So then, well, let's add some alcohol into that wine and see what happens, and. Voila, ports. So, so what, one of my favorite stories is when Steve talks about Madeira. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so please tell this story because this is, I love I can picture this. Yeah, but, but tell <laughs> uh, tell us about how the Madeira gets cooked. Well, Madeiras are amazing because Madeiras are are indestructible. You can you can have a bottle of Madeira and open it up today, and then a year from now open uh, reopen it again and, and uncork it and taste it, and it's still as delicious as ever. Because the enemies of wine are vibration. Oxygen, light, all right. Is that right? Oxygen, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those three things. And so they do all three of those. Shout things. out, brother. And heat, got it. And heat, and they do all all those things to Madeiras, which is, means they ruin them, but they make them delicious. And what they do is, Madeira is a, an island about three hundred fifty miles off um, southwest, south coast of Spain, and Portugal. It's actually owned by Portugal. And what Portugal would do is they would send their ships down to pick up the Madeira, and they would put it in oak barrels. They would fortify it to preserve it for the long voyage. And back in the day. Uh, uh, Madeira was the favorite one in the New World. So they'd put it on these ships and they'd take it down through the tropics. Uh, and the rocking motion of the boat in the heat of the tropics, tropics cooked it and it's oxygenating. So it's ruining it. But when it got to the New World, this is amazing nectar. So now all Madeiras are cooked. They're either cooked and they're placed in attics where the temperature gets up to 120, 130 degrees, or they have these things called these estufas, which run a coil through the middle to get them up to about 120, 125 degrees. So they're cooked, they're oxygenated, they're all those things you're not supposed to do. Yeah, you're wine, not supposed fortified, to do. But they're amazing, and they're wow. date, and they're fig, and they're hazelnut, and macadamia nut, and raisin, and they've got this beautiful sweetness. There's the, the there's four different kinds of cerciol, ball, uh, Malmsey and uh, Verdejo. So there's four different levels of sweetness. But uh, Madeiras are amazing. If you've never had a Madeira, go grab a bottle of Malmsey and enjoy it. They're they're amazing. Absolutely. Great recommendation. What else we got, Brother Luck? And man, that, that literally solved my problem for Friday. So uh, I this feel better. Good. This is good. This is good. We could we could brainstorm together. That's one checklist off my to do list today. You so know what I'm saying? I've and been I've been chipping away. That's what life's about is getting those checklists off. Sauce, what else you got, baby? You've been in uh, uh, a special guest, and yeah, we yeah. love you, bro. I and love w- coming. I love coming. It's awesome. We're excited to have you. You guys give me a lot of love. No, <laughs> on top of that, it. you got the best golf, golf game. You know what I'm saying? We still trying to hawk you one day. Brother Luck <laughs> did shoot really good lately, so like I gave him some love. You Brothers. know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get there one day, but with my broken finger, I feel like I'm a little behind. Brother's catching me. Brother's yeah, I'm catching getting better. I'm but getting you know better. what? I'm, st- I'm still ke- I'm keeping that gap, though. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm keeping that guy. Keeps beating me by seven strokes. Seven strokes every time. All right, every single episode, <laughs> like, we, we went, look, this is our longest episode ever. Yeah, Just so everybody know, we're, we're about yeah. 90 minutes in. Really? By the end of this, we'll be about like 90, 90 minutes. minutes. But this yeah. was a great time. It was good for all of our audience to be able to see how you guys work together, the dynamic. And then and this is wine part two. Really, it's probably part three, four since you've been, uh, uh, you know, yeah. around on this No Looks Given podcast. But you are a special guest and a part of our family. We want to celebrate you and thank you for your time and your expertise Absolutely. with, you know, this uh, wine and all the uh, abundance of knowledge that you have. 
So, like, Brother Luck, I always like to give our fans and our listeners a takeaway of every single episode that we have. You know, this week, obviously, you know, I I think we're going to kind of go on on a wide spectrum here. You know, whether it be about, like, pairing, um, wine itself, or even, like, collaboration on, like, of an entrepreneur mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, what tip or advice would you have for our fellow listeners on, you know, tonight? What thoughts do you have? I don't have a specific advice, you know, uh, idea. But just give them something something to take away this week. And then we're going to go to you, Sauce. At at, at the end of the day, a a lot of people have questions about wine especially right. when they're in the store picking up a wine yeah. right like don't, me for here's the first part for one don't be afraid to ask <laughs> questions yeah right go 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 talk to go talk to the the, you got the person working the register and they're, they they might have some information the second part yeah. is look at the cards right? right there's a lot of information if that was not a great gem from check both of you the back of the yeah. bottle the yeah. bottle's going to the labels yeah. have so much information yep. and i think that's something so important is is begin to understand your grapes what what, what is a cabernet that's what cool. is what is a merlot what is a pinot what that's is a, cool. a sauvignon what is a chard what is a riesling right and then you start to get into the geography. Have some fun with it, but don't be yeah. afraid to ask questions. Yeah, I like so that. Sauce, what you got for us, baby? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Don't be afraid of one. What, what I suggest is get out of your comfort zone. Uh, start with the easy ones. You know, start with Chardonnay and then try a couple Chardonnays and then try maybe two Chardonnays side by side. I love the side by side thing. You got another couple coming over for dinner. You get open a couple bottles of wine, two mm-hmm. glasses each. Four Chardonnays. Yeah, but try them right. side by side right. and start to see the differences and then get outside your comfort zone. And then grab a bottle of Albarino one day. Grab a bottle of Barbera one day. What is this grape? And try them and start to expand your horizons. But each time you open that bottle of wine, smell it for about 10 minutes and try to pull Mm -hmm. all those flavors out. Is that what you recommend, 10 minutes? Yeah, 10 minutes of smelling, absolutely. Wow. On the reds, yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And even the whites. But I want you to smell them. Try to pull those flavors out. And and, and sometimes you think, I know what that smell is, but I can't put my finger on it. But think of fruits. Think of... Think uh, of cheeses or meats or mushrooms or, or flavor flowers, flavor profiles that are in your brain and stuff, and 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 that'll come to the forefront. And and then once you start to do that, you're gonna be awesome. Enjoy it. And Enjoy help us, wine. Help us with the. There's three C's, but two are good. Compare and contrast. Is yeah. that right? Contrasting flavors and comparing flavors that'll pair together are great. And then there's a clash. Right. And Which doesn't if, sound yeah, good. Yeah. If you bring your bottle of wine home, you cracked it early, and you're tasting with it ingredients, and something just doesn't taste right with it, just leave that ingredient out. Switch I think there's a force. I, I think yeah. there's 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 a compliment. Oh, compliment. Well, and compliment. That's that's, that's kind of compare. <laughs> I, I like it. Though. I like it. I'm throwing it I in like there. It. I like compliment. We go there. I want it in the textbooks. If brother so. says there's if, four. If brother go Lex four. says there's four. There's four. So I'll, I'll well, take I the mean, fourth. I came up with the three C's. I never read that in textbooks. I, I, I you can make it four. Yeah. You made that up. Kind of. Well, I just uh, that's just from my, experience. Just my experience. You're yeah. a veteran, yeah. bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. What tip or advice do I have today? I really don't know. What you got? Help me I, out, bro. I, I, I think here's the first lesson. We drink wine for the story, not to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> for the story? Yeah. All right, all right, Dana, all right, Dana's all right. numbing his thumb. Look, look, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he needs a little painkiller. Look, I do need a little painkiller. I cut my thumb today. He cut the heck out of his thumb like before this started. Like idiot. God, I was so mad at myself for doing that. I don't ha- I don't know. All right, all right. I got a tip or advice. This is just coming from me. I don't, I'm not on an expertise black belt level like they are, level three. Um, but what I will say is that, like, I've gained a new appreciation for wine. And I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah. I'm going to be 100% honest. Like, 
the truth is this is that the reason why I gained a new appreciation was the exposure to it. Yeah. Like and I, I had no clue about like the different dynamic even like today, like you guys heard me say like I finally put it together. Mm-hmm. I never really understood yeah. what the hell y'all talk about. Yeah. But to be able to see it and then also be a part of it. And then like as Brother Luck described it, I think that was the aha moment where yeah. I was like, oh, that's the balance. Mm-hmm. Cause like like that's the whole thing. I think that's why people really enjoy coming to see us because yeah. right. we, we do that for and we and we, try, a, and we try to teach them. We try to we we take them with us. We're not these people that talk over yeah. them. We're gonna we're gonna sit down with you and we're gonna take you with us. That yeah. gives me a new appreciation for yeah. when you speak at yeah. each, you know, dish. Yeah. You're really describing the things that you and brother discuss. Yeah, because our our goal was not to make you feel stupid when you drink yeah. wine. Right. Yeah. There's nothing worse than when you go yeah. to a, a coffee yeah. shop or you go to a cocktail bar right. or you go yeah. to a, and a you wine don't know tasting. None of the yeah. lingo. And yeah. they make you feel stupid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I hate that. Like yeah. I think that's yeah. and chefs used to do this really bad. We yeah. wanted to tell you every term we learned yeah. right. and serve every dinner in a and, shot glass. And I don't courses. understand none yeah. of it. Right. You know so what I'm saying? It's it's about making it approachable. It's about making it, you know familiar and i think that's a really important piece and that's my tip or advice is just be willing to explore because at some point then i knew like to be honest like i know i like the cabernets like Mm -hmm. that's my yeah like jam you're you're getting out of the big six right now which is cool you're actually realizing you've tasted pinot you've tasted merlot you've tasted cabernet sauvignon yeah so now What's next? Yeah. Right? Be, now now we gotta start. I will be honest, like the other night I had a blend and like yeah. it was a it was a majority cabernet, but it was a blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then last week you described to me you said, said most people should try just red blends. You know what I mean? They're approachable. It's a well, great intro know, to red. It, be, be perfectly honest with you. The most red wines that you purchase are blends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's 70, the, the law is 75% in California has to be that one grape if it's listed as Merlot, but there's some Cab or some Cab Right, or right. But, so, but, but blends are good because blends take the characteristics, the great characteristics of all those, and then they right. blend them together. So you have right. this beautiful wine, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. No, this is good. Anyway. So I, I think this has been a really cool episode. If you ever have questions about wine, feel free to hit us up. But this was a great intro to food and wine pairings, yeah, yeah. To, to just the basics and understanding of how we do it as a chef right. and a sommelier and, and taking Jane, uh, taking Dana on this journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah of, which I appreciate with a broke thumb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all looking out for me. But th- this is what we do. And, and I think that's nah. something that's so special. Wine is never ending education. Right. Because it's constantly Right, right. Don't be afraid. And I think that like like with a little bit more exposure, like people would understand where you guys are coming from. Absolutely. Because I I, I really believe that it's just that. It's just that people don't know. And you know what I'm saying? People like me, bro. Like I I just drank Crown Royal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and here's the cool part, right? You got you got what? Probably hundred fifty bucks worth of wine on the table, I'm assuming. More, more, more than that. Okay. Hey, Sunset, the price is up, baby. Yesterday's price is not today's yeah, price. Yeah, but, but we barely even cracked into these wines, right? Yeah. We're not drinking them to get faded. We're drinking yeah. them to understand them. Yeah. So when we present them in a in a in a format with food, yeah. we can now take them on the journey of our understanding. And I think that's something that's really special. And I, and so. I think people really enjoy being taken on that journey. I think yeah. that's the key. Yeah, it becomes a great experience for them. This mm-hmm. is this has been a great episode, Sauce. I want to thank you. You Absolutely. know, from me to you, man. Thank you yeah. for your time. Thank you for your knowledge and expertise. Like this has been incredible, um, brother Luck. As always, bro. You already know hey. I love you, bro, and I Yo. thank you for your time. 
Um, this is no looks given for anybody listening. Like we appreciate all of our love and our supporters. You know, we got people sending us support like through, like I told you, man, we got some um, images with um, quotes, which are incredible. Like the brand has grown. People are supporting what we are doing, which I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you so much for supporting myself, brother luck. And of course, Steve sauce candor. So we appreciate that love. No, but this is no luck. Go ahead, brother. What you got? Keep keep putting that that good love out there, man. That's your responsibility. Give somebody (laughs) a blessing today. Hey, look, that's our beautiful. Let's end this. All right. All right. Cause I want to run through my, I got to do it. Okay. If you're a listener on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple music or, or, Excuse me. So I'm so sorry. Apple Podcast. Thank you so much. If you want to watch the video version, it's on YouTube, Chef Brother Luck. And for all of our loyal supporters, we're trying to get to 20 Patreon supporters to really meet our goal of 100 and then 1,000. We're breaking it into small goals. So we need about seven more supporters on Patreon. If you're one of those supporters, thank you so much. That's patreon.com forward slash Chef Brother Luck. Beyond that, look, guys. This has been an incredible episode, and I want to thank you, Absolutely. like from the bottom of my heart. Like this has been a great one. I got, I got one a last broke question. thumb yeah. <laughs> that I cut myself. <laughs> I do not need a knife in my hand at any time. That's what I learned. I, I got one question. So, how far off was I on the value of what's on the table? That's four bottles. Yeah. I said one fifty. How far I'm off? Uh, Sauce, tell us. Uh, He's like that one right, bottle. Yeah. That one bottle that's is one hundred fifty. Yeah, we're probably three four hundred. Three, four. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. This is no looks if given. You tends, it depends your wholesale retail, though. So yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. No right. looks <laughs> given. My name is Dana Keith. You can find me on IG, official Dana Keith. Everywhere else, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it is, I am Dana Keith. Brother Luck, where can they find Yo, you I'm at? A, I'm Chef Brother Luck across the board. Facebook, Instagram, ChefBrotherLuck.com. Check us out. And sauce, what you got for us? That's Steve Sauce, man. Right there. Steve Sauce. That's my man with the plan. We appreciate y'all. This is No Lux Giving. We love y'all. We out. Move with a V. Move with a V. The man behind the hustling grind. This is pride, courage, determination, and perseverance. Welcome to No Lux Giving.